This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Well, hello and welcome to Extra Time, the soccer podcast brought to you in association with Bear Rivers, your hometown sports book. Uh, you're with Dan Roebuck alongside me, Steve Wiss, usually our Liga expert, but uh, press ganged into action when it comes to the UEFA Nations League. And we've got some friendlies to look forward to as well here, uh, Steve. Nations League, I, when I spoke to Nigel about this ahead of match day one, I was quite enthused about it, but I'm a little uncertain. I'm uh, contradicting myself a little bit now because I'm not quite sure if every single coach, every single manager of these national teams is bang up for the UEFA Nations League. I, I don't know what you think about it. Generally, is it a good betting medium for you? I actually really like the Nations League. It's a hell of a lot better than what the international friendlies used to be. But as always, with any form of betting, Dan, you've got to know where to look. And in my opinion, as we'll talk about later, if you look down in sort of Nations League C or even D, you can often get better value because it means more to those teams than the bigger ones. Yeah, I, I think there's absolutely no doubt about that. They can play a different type of football. They don't have to sit and try and soak pressure. They can a, at least be a little ambitious. I think the, the, the lower leagues can be where the value can be had. Um, Nations League so far, incidentally, 10 home wins, 10 away wins so far, only five draws and props to Nigel Seeley here because he picked two of them out. And he also suggested there might not be a lot of goals around generally unders. Uh, I think we've had 16 of the 25 under two and a half, nine uh, over two and a half. So maybe a trend. It's a small sample size at the moment. We'll we'll see uh, how we get on with it. Steve, we're going to kick off with the Italy Hungary uh, League A, Group Three. As someone said to me uh, just the other day, it feels like battleships rather than um, uh, groups. But there you go. Uh, this is Tuesday. This is Tuesday. Uh, Italy at minus two forty. Hungary plus seven hundred. They've been back just a little here off the back of that England win. Um, Italy were well beaten in this UEFA Connable final. That I'm not quite sure if we should take it seriously because. Um, <laughs> One or two of the Italian players, I think, were playing their last ever game. They were back on track, I thought, against Germany. They soaked up pressure. They looked a bit more defensive and a bit more on it. How do you see it? Italy are going to win this game, Dan. Um, for me, Hungary, it was certainly a surprise they beat England, but really that was their big game of the, of this group, really. Um, you know, with the, all the talk about the, the 30,000 um, children in attendance and all that lot of stuff. That was their big fixture, like their cup final, and they were always going to raise themselves for that. I think there's going to be a bit of a come down from beating England now. And I think they're going to struggle against an Italian side who they've probably got a bit of a point to prove, really, after the, the World Cup fiasco, not qualifying for that. 
and it wasn't a bad performance against Germany. So this for me is an Italy win. It's just a question of how you play it. I don't think they're going to actually run riot or anything, but this feels to me like a typical sort of Italian 2-0 type of result. And, and the pick I like is Italy to win to nil down at plus 108. I, I really just don't see Hungary scoring in this game. I think it will be quite a low a low tempo sort of match, but Italy eventually will have enough 2-0, maybe 1-0 even if they're really in sort of boring mode. But um, I, I'd really be surprised if they don't get the three points. Yeah, four of Italy's five Nations League wins have all been to nil. And maybe Lukunda's on this one as well. I think you're right. I don't think there's going to be a lot of goals around. It was an odd one, that Hungary game, because we talked about it thinking that there weren't going to be many fans there, if at all, or if the kids were going to be there, it was only two or 3,000. It made it a very different game, didn't it, as you've just highlighted for Hungary. And there is bound to be a come down here, I think, against Italy away. Yes, it, it, it seemed this news came out quite late, really, to it the, the wide stream. And I remember there was a match in Turkey, I think it was Fenerbahce a few years ago, where they were had the same thing, they had women and children in attendance, and the atmosphere was kind of quite raucous, actually. <laughs> so um, it was, uh, I think, for Hungary, fair play to them. But that was always their big fixture. Can they back, back that up with a, a result in Italy? I don't think they can. Italy, this probably means more to them than all the other teams in this uh, Nations League, uh, of the big nations, because... Uh, you know, they want to kind of prove a point and I think they'll get the job done quite simply. There's no, I mean, backing them straight on the nose to win is very short. You can maybe put them in a parlay if you wanted or something, but i rather look for the value. Win to nil. If they're going to get the, the victory for me, it will be probably something like 2-0, nil, 3-0, nil, really. Croatia-France, we're sticking with uh, Ligue. This is Group 1. Uh, this is on Monday, plus 290 Croatia. France minus 103 here. Uh, there's been a lot of goals between these two sides when they have met. And obviously, when we look at head-to-head, sometimes you're going back to different generations. I remember the World Cup final, back, World Cup semi-final, wasn't it, back in, in 98? Laurent Blanc got sent off. But, but I don't think you can go too far back in time. But you look at Croatia and, and France, and I don't know what it is, but these games tend to produce goals, Steve. There is something about it. And, you know, two of the last three meetings have ended 4-2 to France. France, I think, have got the wood over Croatia a bit in recent times. I think, for some reason, the setup it just suits them. There's certain matchups that do suit certain sides more than others. But Croatia, we can't underestimate this Croatian team. They did lose against Austria that the um, a few days ago, but that ended a long unbeaten run in 90 minutes. I think they were like 12 unbeaten in 90 minutes or something like that. But it was a freak game because the, I looked at the XG stats for this one Saw some of the highlights. Croatia, there's no way they should uh, probably have even lost the match. They certainly should have scored at least a goal. Um, Austria just took their chances. Croatia missed theirs. And, you know, the, we're against a France team here who actually lost against Denmark, but they will feel they, sh- they shouldn't have lost that either. So I think both teams want to want to rebound. They wanna, they're going to be hungry to score goals. When these two meet, there's an open style of play. So I'm immediately drawn, Dan, to, to overs. I'm looking at both teams to score. I think there's actually a chance this could be a wild game of football where there's quite a few goals because, let's face it, there's quite a lot of offensive talent on show. I, I spoke to Nigel about playing overs and unders um, and we were talking unders rather than overs. And he was saying, when I fancy an unders, I will go minus one and a half rather than minus two and a half. Try and get better prices. You obviously do. This is the reverse. Would you split your stake? Would you go a little bit over two and a half, over three and a half, over a four and a half? If, if Nigel was here, he'd say, I'm just going to go over four and a half if that's what I fancy. How would you play it when you're looking for overs? I, I would tend to just incrementally just a little bit over two and a half, a little bit three and a half and so on. Well, the price for over two and a half 
goals in this game is actually plus 116. It's decent, isn't it? It's decent. It's, it's very yeah. Good. So you don't really need to be too, you don't have to be over clever here. Just play the simple. Um, I mean, I looked at both teams to score and over two and a half. That's plus 155. But really, you might as well just sit over two and a half in case it ends 3-0. But I do think you could have a little nibble on, say, over four and a half here. A big price. I mean, plus eight hundred. Uh, those uh, those odds are because there's a chance that this could go crazy. A draw is not going to suit either team either. By the way, after losing their first uh, two, this is Nations League. It's not like qualifiers, so they might as well go for the win. If it was say two all with ten minutes to go, they're going to push for a winner. So but I really do like the overs in this game. I think the matchup suits it, and uh, both are going to want to respond. So that plus one one six on over two and a half. I think it's a cracking selection. Yeah, a lot of stats, a lot of metrics point to goals in this one. France, six of the last seven. Croatia, six of the last eight uh, overs. And as Steve was pointing out, lots of goals in previous meetings. Just briefly on the outrights for the World Cup. Are you tempted at France plus 650 unchanged despite that defeat to Denmark? Croatia plus 6,600. Could they get a run and go deep in the tournament? What's, what's your sort of outright thoughts just briefly on, on those two? I know you can't predict brackets and who's going to meet who, but it looks like there's a strong chance that England would face either France or Denmark in the quarterfinal of the World Cup. And I've always said, actually, I think the winner of that could actually win the whole thing, Dan. Now, England, I'm the most pessimistic of England fans, but this is the English team are very good. And if they had a better manager, I don't trust Gareth Southgate, then England would be probably winning the tournament or certainly would have won one of the last two. So... At the moment, I would always trust France over England. So I think it's not a bad price. And Denmark, by the way, I think are pretty juicy odds for the World Cup as well. Yeah, they're decent, Denmark. We'll, we'll talk about Denmark in a second. Let, let's talk about England because they take on Germany again. League A, uh, Group 3, this is Tuesday. Germany plus 135, England plus 210 here. Um, difficult one. Germany are odd in the Nations League. They've got no pedigree in it at all. They do just enough to maintain status in League A. They haven't been relegated. They've drawn six of 11 Nations League games. They're a difficult nation to get a handle on when it comes to these fixtures for me. How do you see it? I, I agree with you, Dan. I, I, can't, I can't get a handle on them either. Uh, this match, to me, screams do not bet on it at all because I think it's <laughs> so hard to predict. It's um, The thing with England and... One of the reasons I actually think England could do well in Qatar is it comes mid-season, where a lot of historically a lot of the English players at the end of June or middle, middle of June are really tired after a long bruising campaign and in, in, in whatnot. And it felt like that against Hungary. Actually, England looked like their players want to be on the beach. They want a nice little break, a nice uh, relaxation. They want these these matches done with and then they get out of there. It was a very flat performance from England, to be honest. And usually England do well against sides like Hungary. They usually beat them quite easily. But they didn't look that bothered. They looked, there was a lack of energy from England. I didn't like that at all. And Initially, I was leaning towards England before um, this round of fixtures, but now I'm more leaning Germany, actually, because um, they, they probably looked like the better team against Italy, didn't they? But... Um, Ultimately, this could go either way. Um, I, I just don't know. I can't trust a side with Timo Werner as your main striker. So um, I would happily leave this one alone. Yeah, maybe one to leave alone. Of course, we've got a form line from last summer, of course, with England beating Germany in the in the Euros, but that obviously was uh, in England. Uh, Germany plus 1,100, incidentally, for the World Cup. We briefly mentioned there, England plus 650, same price as France. As you say, Germany just don't sort of scream at you to, to win major tournaments at the moment. I mean, it could change. Hansi Flick in charge. I don't know. At the moment, I wouldn't back them for the World Cup, would you, at that sort of price? I mean, I guess traditionally you would say that's a big price for Germany for a World Cup. 
there's an old saying to never ever underestimate mm. Germany at a tournament, and so I would I certainly wouldn't be laying them, but. I think Spain are a similar price, uh, plus 800. I would rather be Spain over Germany. They feel like they're in a better place right now. But like I say, the Germans, you can never really rule them out, Dan. So I'd be reluctant to take them on. Austria, Denmark, we take a look at next. This is League A, Group 1 on Monday. Uh, both uh, with eye-catching wins on match day one of the latest UEFA Nations League. Uh, Austria, who got the better of Croatia away from home. But Steve, you talked about that game already. That that should have been closer on all the a lot of the metrics expected goals certainly there was not a lot to choose between them uh Denmark came from behind to beat France a couple of late goals plus 148 Denmark Austria uh plus 190 here I, I think there is an awful lot um of betters in the community looking at Denmark as, as as a significant team to follow in the World Cup finals I thought unlucky in the European Championship <sighs> probably should have beaten England, didn't get one or two decisions. Um, just on this game, first of all, before we briefly talk about Denmark for the outrights, uh, what's the angle here, do you think, with these two? I like goals here in, in this match, Dan. Definitely goals, both teams scoring. Denmark, I think, are a flipping good soccer team. And um, for many, many years, they've been underrated. I think finally now the better ones are finally cottoning on and they're, they're realising this is a very good team. As for Austria, they, they're one of them sides that I generally struggle to work out a bit, really, in terms of their actual outcome of the match. I feel like we should be getting more from Austria. There's, there's some good players in this set, but then they randomly lose to someone terrible. Like, um, you know, just looking at some of the results here, you know, they, they've thrown in defeats and draws against Scotland, Wales. You know, they're the not Wales bad. Was the, world, the Wales was the World Cup playoff match, and I, mm. I, I thought they would be a lot better, and they were very tame in that fixture. That really surprised me. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, like I say, Austria just have this feeling sometimes they look brilliant. Everyone's tipping them to do well. And then they throw in, they lay an absolute egg, as we say, and and a shocker. But they were good against Croatia, took their chances. And, you know, Ralph Raniak, of course, did charge them. Mm. And I think he's got a point to prove at the moment, Dan. You know, after the Man United uh, fiasco didn't work out, he wants to prove to people he's got it. He's obviously got them fired up and motivated. I think both teams are going to have a really good go here. And, you know, they've both won their first two games. They're confident. There's no reason this is going to be a close sort of game. Look at the the record of of both teams, especially Austria. It's a lot of goals involved in their game, several overs and and a lot of BTTSs as well, which is unusual for international football. So for me, again, the price here on the over, over two and a half, it's it's plus money, I think, Dan. It's um, it's, it's very juicy and, and worth backing over two and a half goals. Yeah, plus 110. We like going over two and a half. Denmark have scored in 14 of the last 15 uh, games. They're plus 3,000 to win the World Cup. I don't know. We talked about the France win. A really good uh, result. Um, We thought they were unlocking the European Championships. I don't know if they're going to get any shorter between now and when the tournament starts. But I don't think they're going to get any bigger either. I'd be, you know, plus 3,000 to win the World Cup. Look, I'm not saying they're going to win it. I don't know what you think, Steve, but they could go deep. And then if they get to a quarter of semi, you've got options of what you want to do with your bet then, I guess. I, I would certainly have a few dollars on them, to be honest, Dan. I think they're, it's a big price. And um, But they've got a very good manager, Kasper Hjelman. He's got his, um, his, his formation, his three at the back, three, four, one, two, or variations of that. I think he's a very intelligent manager. We saw against England in the Euros that they were perhaps unlucky to lose that game. Um, and I think they can come on from that run. They've got an interesting draw in the World Cup. Of course, they're going to have to beat some good sides if they're going to go deep, but I think they can do it. So you could do far worse if you're looking for 
I'm not going to call them an outsider, but let's just say um, a, an underdog to win the World Cup. Yeah, watch out for that one on the futures market on the Bet Rivers website. We like overs and both teams to score in the Austria Denmark game on Monday. Uh, there are some key friendly internationals as well um, concerning uh, CONCACAF and the Conable side we're going to talk about. Uh, USA Uruguay, uh, first of all. Uh, USA have got a very good record at home. They've got a very good record in friendlies as well. They're plus 190 against Uruguay. Uruguay plus 160. They are the favourites. Uruguay defeated Mexico, a game that was held in the States. Uh, recently um, Christian Pulisic came out talked about the, the supporters in the last game at Cincinnati saying that they weren't enough they weren't noisy enough I think we're going to get a good atmosphere in Kansas City for this one proper soccer stadium as well at Children's Mercy Park is there an angle in here or is it one of those games Steve where you think CONCACAF versus Conable, you know, where we don't see them meet that often. Both are going to take it fairly serious, I think, because obviously the World Cup they both qualified for. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I think there's going to be a great atmosphere here. This is a sporting city. Um, you know, Kansas City, they support their Chiefs in NFL massively. And I do know the uh, the soccer team uh, in Kansas City. It's a proper stadium. They're going to come out in droves. And I think this will be, like I say, a good atmosphere. The, the starting 11 for the US team has already been named. The only doubt is whether in defence, Anthony Robinson or Joe Scally get the nod. That's going to be a game-time decision. But he's already named the 11. It looks a strong 11 from the coach. Uh, Veralta, Pulisic is in there. Timothy Weir, Weston McKenney, Oz, as you'd expect. I never like betting in friendlies. I'll say that, Dan. That's the problem. And I know I think a friendly for these two sides is going to be taken more seriously than, say, in Europe. But it's still a friendly. The result ultimately really doesn't matter that much. So... If I had to lean towards something, I'd be looking at goals because I think both teams often score quite a few goals. But there might be a bit of respect as well. I don't think the US would want to lose to someone like Uruguay. It wouldn't look very good either, would it? So this could go either way. I would probably not bet on this particular fixture. I think it might be a good one to watch. But the US, by the way, I think they're a bit of an underrated soccer nation. A lot of people are saying uh, over in, in Europe that England are going to easily beat them in the World Cup. I actually think it could be a slight banana skin for for England, but um, yeah, tough, tough match this. Canada, Panama, uh, Canada um, won the octagon uh, ahead of Mexico and the United States. There's been a lot of hype around Canada and I'm probably going to get pelters for this, but I think they might have just gone over, over the other side a little bit. I, I mean, I want to see Canada do well. I don't know why it's just a romantic thing. They're not been a world cup finals for a long time. They're plus 20,000 to win the, uh, the world cup finals. Uh, the, there's one or two issues off field as well with bonuses, I think, not being paid or some ticket issues. They didn't train the other day. Look, Panama, I think this is a replacement. They should have been playing around. So I'm not, again, this might not be one, Steve, to get too heavily involved in. There's just a few too many asterisks around this friendly for me. Loads of question marks here, Dan. I, I wouldn't be getting involved, but I've seen I've seen sports in, in, in North America where there's been holdouts for no training or, or anything like that. And sometimes it means absolutely nothing. The players, they want to come out there and perform because, you know, it's the best way to put pressure on your federation, isn't it? If, we, if we're getting results, pay us some more money and, and things like that. But I think it's a tough, tough match for Panama here. I, I, I'll tip my hat. I'll tip my Panama hat if they get a result in this one. <laughs> but at the same time, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to be back in Canada because, uh, like I say, the, there are a lot of question marks. They're quite a short price. They're an exciting team. And uh, I know a lot um, are thinking uh, it's a good idea to back them as an outsider in the World Cup. They've got a decent group, haven't they? So mm. let's see. Maybe they have gone the other way now, though. Sometimes a team can get overrated. 
Interesting. We'll see what happens with Canada. It'll be fun to watch Jonathan David as well, uh, who you obviously know plays in, in French football, leads the line for Canada. They've got some good players. Um, and incidentally, just one stat I'll throw in for you. Five of the last nine meetings and seven of the last 12 have been draws, if you're looking. Davis. Uh, for... Alfonso Davis is back as well for this game. Yeah, he missed and, his and last he, six for Canada. Yeah, and he, and he missed the back end of the season, didn't he, for Bayern Munich as well. He's such a good player. I'm not quite sure he plays for Canada. Do they, does he play left back or left wing back? For, or does he play further? I mean, naturally, he's options. a winger. Yeah, Loads he of options with him. to a wing back, didn't he, at Bayern. He's a terrific player. There's no doubt about that. Uh, right. Um, we've got one or two games that we're going to look at that you have picked out personally because you believe there's some significant betting interest here. So everyone listening in, watching in pens and paper ready will mark the podcast from here on in, because these are the, these are the proper ones. And what better way to start than Andorra against Moldova in league D, uh, Steve league D group one. This is, this is Monday. Well, come on. What's the bet here? Oh, don't laugh here. Honestly, I've had this match earmarked for quite some time, actually, Dan. Like it's just, these are the matches you can make serious money and if you know where to look because I think this is a massive chance of this being a nil-nil draw I think unders is, is the way to go here on the Asian lines under two goals minus 120 which means if there's exactly two you'll get a refund but I think there's a huge chance of even zero goals or one goal in this game Andorra well you've got to remember this is being played in the capital city of Andorra Andorra La Vera thousand metres high uh, is the altitude here it's not like La Paz or somewhere in, in Bolivia, but um, this can make a difference for opposition sides. They can get a bit lightheaded, lack, lack energy. And both sides, Moldova, are not that good. They beat Liechtenstein recently 2-0. Uh, that One of those was a penalty. Both sides play uh, with a 5-4-1 formation, very defensive-minded. Actually, the manager's 100th game in charge for Moldova. Coldo, his name is. And um, the, the captain, Mark Vallas, I'm quite familiar with him. He played in Norway for quite uh, some time. At this level against someone like Moldova, he is a strong um, player. So, unders all the way here, Dan. I just don't, and I don't like backing unders. So, for me, this is unusual, but I really see this being low scoring. Okay. Uh, Iceland versus Albania. This is League B, Group 2. Uh, this is Monday Iceland conceded late on against Israel in a 2-2 draw. Albania didn't play uh, the weekend. What are your thoughts on this one? Take Iceland to win. They, they've not had a home match for quite some time. I think their last like seven or eight games have been on the road. And you can get plus money on Iceland to win, plus 130 here. Uh, they're going to be up for this. They, I think it's a tough place to go. It's a long way up north. And Albania have problems on the road. They're a funny side, Albania. You can sometimes never really make head or tail of them. And they didn't play because uh, their match against Russia was obviously postponed. So you, you, you can get either version of them. But I just think it's a big price on Iceland at home. They're not a bad team um, in front of their own fans. They'll take it quite seriously. Both teams will take it seriously. But for me, home advantage here. Uh, forget recent form for Iceland. They've been on the road quite a lot. And a two-all draw Israel, by the way, that's not a bad result. Uh, incidentally, Albania is well promoted. They were in League C in the previous UEFA Nations League. So this is a step up uh, for them. Uh, Belgium, Poland, we can look at next. This is League A, uh, top league, Group 4 on Wednesday. And again, we believe goals are on the menu here, Steve. How is, plus, how is uh, over two and a half goals plus money here? This is mad because Belgium games is wild. I mean, you watch some of their games and it's just all over the place, um, end-to-end. Sometimes they're capable of absolutely thrashing teams as well if they're in the mood. And I think they're going to want to respond, aren't they, after losing to the Netherlands 4-1 at home. Um, Poland just beat Wales in a friendly. 
but they've got goals in them. They've got players in their side who are capable of finding the back of the net. This reeks to me of a really wide open game of football. Um, both teams probably score, but over two and a half goals at plus money, plus 102. I'm like, yeah, yes, please. I'll, I'll take this all day. That'll do. Uh, plus 1,400 uh, Belgium to win the World Cup. I mean, at one stage, they were sort of everybody's second team to, to win these major tournaments. Are they still that? They're a bit bigger than I think they have been for previous tournaments. What do you think? Last chance for their golden generation, yeah. I think, isn't it? Um, now or never. Um, they just seem to come unstuck in a like a quarter-final or a semi-final, don't they? They're a bit flaky defensively, which I think could cost them. So I wouldn't be on Belgium, but it is a last chance for a lot of them, perhaps. So they're going to be extra motivated. Uh, and lastly, for our other bets, um, Lithuania-Turkey, uh, you've highlighted here. Why? What's the angle in? I only just saw this recently, Dan, and um, I can't believe Turkey, you can get them on a minus 1.75 Asian handicap at plus 102. Uh, you need Turkey just to win by two goals to win something here. They're gonna, they should absolutely cruise past Lithuania. They're a horrible football inside. They lose a lot of games uh, regularly by more than one goal as well. Turkey in are quite good. They don't want to be in League C for much longer. They want to win this group, so they're facing much better opposition. Just had a good four 0 against the Faroe Islands, and you could argue that the Faroes are even better than Lithuania. So um, Turkey win this comfortably for me. I know it's away from home, but they'll get the job done at least two 0 I think that is one of the best bets uh, of the slate of UEFA Nations League game. But it doesn't matter what I think about best bets. We need some best bets from Steve. So best bet over the course of the next few days is... To be fair, that turkey bet is a good one. But I'm <laughs> going to have to say De- Austria-Denmark over two and a half. I, mean, I think that's the one that's really going to be wide open end to end. So over two and a half goals, Austria-Denmark plus 110. Overs for Austria-Denmark for the best bet. What about a dog? What about a bigger price selection, Steve? Yeah, I'm going with over four and a half goals in the France-Croatia game. Um, although I've not listed that as the best bet for over two and a half, I think this is the best chance uh, to go really wild and crazy, crazy high scoring. So plus 800 there for at least five goals in the France game. That could happen. Decent. And those two plus one other you've included for your parlay. Just run through that one for us. Both teams to score parlay. Um, this is Croatia versus France, Austria versus Denmark and Belgium-Poland plus 588 there. Uh, and all you need is both teams to score in, in those three fixtures. And uh, Bob's your uncle, as we say. Love it. Love, it. Love that one. Um, Steve, terrific insight as per usual. Enjoyed your company. Uh, where can f- people find you on social media? What are your details so people can stay across your thoughts and wisdom? I'm Eman Soccer on Twitter. And it's as always, it's been a great pleasure, Dan. Cheers, Steve. That wraps up the Extra Time Soccer Podcast in association with Bet Rivers. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network.